Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Kingdom Talks podcast. I am your host, Zania Blue, and I am happy you are here. On this podcast, we explore the intersection of life as women, professionals, and believers, all while maintaining a kingdom perspective. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Kingdom Talks podcast. And today, we will be having a conversation about how God prepares us for answered prayers. Now, if you remember any of the previous episodes where we were talking a lot about what it was that we were working towards for this year, what opportunities we were hoping were going to kind of come up, what things or areas we wanted to grow in, all the fantastic things. And we wrote those things down. We talked about all of them. We talked about what we would have to do to grow into some of these things, what we would have to do in order to be ready for some of these things. And naturally, like having this conversation, um, I have allowed myself to kind of lean in and to be vulnerable with God about what it was that I was saying that I wanted for myself um, and the areas I said I wanted to grow in and the things that I said I wanted to accomplish. And in making myself vulnerable and praying these prayers, I experienced a series of different events that I felt like, you know, they were, I was like, oh, look, I might be on my way. I might be going down the path of working on or working towards what I said that I wanted. And I was kind of, I was just kind of down for it. I was kind of just like letting it happen. And then gradually I started to feel like, I started to feel like I was free falling, feeling like, okay, this is a lot. This is a lot happening fast. This is... (laughs) actually am I even ready for this and in my question of am I even ready for this is this a good time for answered prayers insane to even be saying that but before we even get into that I just wanted to acknowledge that so many people talk about you know some of the promises in the bible like the law or the promise of sowing and reaping if you sow you will there also reap um and what you sow you will reap um but in do in good time and so not everything that you sow will reap a harvest but much of what you sow if you do consistently sow will reap a harvest regardless of the fact that not every seed takes to the ground that's one thing but the reality of it is sowing is only half the work putting it in the ground only half the work there's so much that happens between doing the work of sowing and being available or being ready to reap a harvest. There's so much that happens in between there. But even if you kind of go ahead and you sow and you, t- you, know, you continue to take care of the land, so to speak, continue to take care of yourself, continuing to maintain the environment so that something can grow there, even if you do all of those metaphorical things. When we have a conversation about the process of reaping a harvest it's not just that things grow in it's not just fruitfulness exclusively that dictates success it is about oftentimes the work that has to be done it is that when you do reap that harvest it doesn't stay in the ground you have to do the work to remove it from the ground and you having a bunch of wheat isn't the win well in that time you might have been able to do a little bit of bartering doing a little I'll take corn if you take wheat. Like, yes, maybe. But the reality of it is, it's not all that there is. 
once you go ahead and you do the work of sowing, there is the work of reaping that comes. And then there is the reality of what life is like with what you've reaped. And whether you're ready for what life looks like, whether you're ready for what responsibility looks like when you do reap. And so I wanted to acknowledge the fact that, yes, God does answers. God does answer prayers and he might even answer some prayers sooner than others. But even if you feel like, you know what, he's really not responding to the ones that I'm praying. Like, I'm, I'm just not sure. I don't see anything like nothing's happening. There were three things, three different things that I felt like was absolutely happening the entire time. The first thing that I felt like God was doing was preparing my heart. And I think that having an idea or an appetite or sensitivity to the things that I said that I wanted. This was what preparing the heart looked like for me in the very beginning. The heart change is the first change. Why do I want this? What do I want this for? If I want this what is going to be one of the anchors that do, that makes sure or ensures that I don't change my mind in a month? How real can this get for me in my heart? Real, how true is this desire? Those feel like really appropriate things to be like, you know, thinking through. And I, when I was thinking about them, I was just thinking, I thought that I was just thinking fondly of what it was that I said that I wanted. But the reality of things was my heart was softening to the idea of something that God gave me a desire for. He gave me this healthy and productive appetite for this thing. And so now as I'm sitting here and I'm doing whatever else it is that I'm doing, as I'm, you know, seeing content slightly related to what it was that I was doing, you know, hear people have conversations about what it is that I'm doing or what it is that I'm, I'm saying that I want to also do or accomplish. I noticed that my heart was softening for the people that I would ultimately be serving. My heart was softening to understand their problems more, to care about the way they, you know, the way these issues or these challenges are showing up for them. And so now, now that I have a heart for them, serving them is a lot easier. Regardless of what it, whatever way you are showing up in the world, regardless of whatever way that I was supposed to be like impacting, be it like services, be it content, be it whatever the case is, like me having a heart for them that was above and beyond what I wanted to gain from doing whatever it was I was doing was essentially like one of the first things that I noticed. The second thing that I noticed was the preparation of my mind. I started to notice that the things that I was thinking were, were very closely aligned to ideas about diligence and endurance than other aspects that are, you know, the fruit of the spirit. But once my mind or or once my heart got settled and it became reasonably emotional about the concerns of this area where I'm asking God to bless me to be able to contribute, now my mind is like, okay, so what do we need to do? How do we need to think about this? And what angle should we come in at this? All of a sudden, my mind became very involved. All of a sudden, my mind became very engaged with the idea of solving this problem, solving this problem well, solving this problem affordably, solving this problem at a profit if, if this was a marketplace thing that I'm thinking I was thinking about which it was and so all of a sudden my mind started to switch from oh man you know 
it's too bad that they have to go through this. Oh my goodness, I know that hurts so much. I know they need this. I know that the people with this problem that's just like this, I know that they look like this and they feel like this and all of, all of these things and all of these aspects. And I think that it's really, it was really jarring to even experience that shift from very emotional to a very um, cerebral or like, you know, professional even perspective about what it looks like to strategically address this problem. To, to think about it as more than something that is emotionally provoking, but to now think about it in this aspect that's like, okay, well, I'm tactical in this way or I'm, a, I'm strategic in this way, in the way that I think about it. And I would say the next way or the third way that I feel like God started to prepare me for the answered prayer or for, for what life would look like and feel like in the answered prayer is by then preparing my hands. And so all of a sudden it was time to kind of like activate on some of these things. It was time to do work. It was time to take the next step forward. It was, it was time to take that strategy, take those ideas, take those plans and start to materialize them so that I could have, you know, those, those physical aspects that would allow me to start solving that problem. And I think that that preparation of the heart and of the mind and of the hands are, are what God did to prepare me for an answered prayer because depending on what kind of prayer you're praying there's going to be development required there's going to be some ways where he has to grow us so that when we arrive to the place where he wants us to arrive and when it's time for us to be able to perform the way he's called us to perform there's going to be this development that if he doesn't do it our failure is guaranteed if he doesn't do it it's actually going to do more harm to us and the health of our spirit than good to go into a situation or an environment that we're praying God is preparing for us and then trying to thrive and be underdeveloped. And so I never really, I always said I wanted things in God's time, in God's time, because I wanted him to always, you know, prepare the room. Like I wanted him to prepare provision for me so if you know if you're gonna send me someplace say my name in the room first lord like before i get there so that when i go and i speak or i perform you know i am considered attractive by the right people but rarely do we actually consider okay yes god might be pre preparing the room for me but what is he doing to prepare me for the room and so even in praying these prayers i was forgetting that it wasn't just him preparing the room, it was him preparing me. And so I would had to kind of like think that through. And I had to be honest with myself about what it looked like for me to grow into these areas, acknowledging where I really am, and then being willing to grow into what I am ultimately being called into. And there are, let's just say, let me see, let me recount the bullet. There are five bullet points that I think do a, a pretty okay job at helping you like yourself get acclimated with what might be coming as he does do the work to prepare your heart and do the work to prepare your mind and, and do the work to prepare your hands to work to perform to serve and the first thing I can say about what that experience has been like so far it has been messy I don't know why I feel like God is going to choose the, the least messy, the least confused, the least convoluted route for the sake of like, I don't know, my perspective or my purview of cleanliness or ease, but it's not true. 
like the the way or the path that I imagine things looking like is not <laughs> unfortunately it is not the path that he he carves out for me every single time now sometimes there's alignment sometimes he lets me choose the path yes but some of those details are just not up to me and so it got it gets messy you you're like lord you're making a mess like what are you doing like what is this and you got to be honest you got to ask your questions and he will answer you and what he doesn't answer directly will be revealed you know in the revelation of what's going on as you continue to pray and as you continue to seek and as you continue to read his his heart will be made clear to you but i felt like i've never seen anything <laughs> get so messy after being so neat and so clean and so organized and it felt like you know the next step forward or the next step up was it going to be just so doggone clear he was just like no this this is how I need to do this so we so you don't miss anything so that you don't skip any steps so that you are who you must be upon arrival so that was the first thing that's the first like note that I have about you know, that process that I felt like God was walking me through as he was preparing me for an, an, an answered prayer. The second thing um, is that he will do things you wouldn't do. And that's okay. Watching God make decisions I knew I wouldn't make made me really frustrated with myself because I felt like, well, if I were willing to do more of the hard thing, if I were do, willing to do more of the uncomfortable thing, maybe he wouldn't have to keep choosing hard and uncomfortable for me. But the reality of it is he knows who I am. And instead of trying to change absolutely or fundamentally in all of these ways, I know that he's going to continue to guide me as I continue to change as he's called me to change. As I continue to grow as he called me to grow and as frustrating and as annoying and, and as so even debilitating to, as it is sometimes when he does the thing you don't want him to do because you and him both know you would have never done it this way. As frustrating as that can be, it is still good and he is still sovereign. And I feel like as long as we continue to hold on to that, that thought, that understanding, we will be fine. It's okay. Listen, things happen. You can get slightly offended. Like, how could you? Uh, but then go and seek and ask for peace and ask for, for, for hope and ask for faith and ask for understanding and ask for wisdom and ask for a revelation of his truth and of his holiness and of, like of, of his love for you as you sit in his hand and be reminded by the scripture of whose hand you're in. I think that it's really easy to trust our own hand above the hand of the Lord. When the reality of it is, many of our hands can't even discipline ourselves in some of the most basic ways. We know what's good for us. Let's say work it out, for example. We know what we ought to do. We know that we ought to apply reasonable effort, apply consistency, you know, with frequency. We know that we understand, we know that we should be doing, you know, working out, for example, on a regular basis. How many of us negotiate with good, though? And, and might not. How many of us negotiate with good and might go, but might apply less effort? The reality of it is we know what good is, but we don't choose good all the time. And so we have to trust a good God to choose good for us when we fail to choose good for ourselves. And so that was that was the second the second note or caveat for it about, you know, this process. The third one has a little bit to do with the second one in that it will all be necessary. I think that the idea 
of God choosing a hard thing for us that we wouldn't choose for ourselves because we prefer our, our comfort, we, we prefer ease. I think that the idea of that, you know, when we feel emotions like frustration or resentfulness because of the path that he chose, I think the idea is missing of how necessary it is for us to feel what we feel for us to have experiences and have the knee-jerk reactions that you you did you never thought you would you know have so let's let's just say i'm going on a, a juice cleanse and let's say i'm going to be drinking you know raw veggies cold pressed let's say i'm going to be drinking fruit juice cold pressed let's say i'm also going to be drinking like some you know some smoothies as well and let's say i say that i'm going to do this for three days or five days or ten days the thing about it is there are going to be so many things that happens to my body that would not typically happen so one of the first things that happen and that i've done it whenever i've done like these cleanses or like my mom or someone will have a cleanse and our skin the first couple of days cutting up oh my goodness what is happening Cutting up like, like like bumps, you know, red spots, you know, all of, all of these things popping up on the skin. Because when you are doing a cleanse, impurities have to be pulled or drawn out somehow. And so what happens is while your body is essentially detoxifying yourself, the toxins come out through any orifice it can find. It'll come out in mucus. It'll come out in pus. It, it'll come out any which way as long as it can get out and so you're 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 looking rough you're 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 gross almost (laughs) within those first couple of days while those impurities get removed but the thing about it is if you continue if you keep this process going you will start to notice okay wow now that the impurities have gone and, and the skin or the surfaces have healed actually my skin looks a little bit brighter actually my skin looks a little bit more normal like it looks healed it looks more even it's not as sensitive and that's essentially what happens in some of these processes and that's one of the reasons why it's really necessary that we lean in even when some of these experiences force us to want to fight and lean out and I think that if we consider how necessary it is to get many of these things in the way these impurities of character these impurities of the heart these impurities of the mind out so that we could perform and be fit for the answer prayer i think that we'll be in a better position to understand how necessary it is um, that we actually appreciate and respect the difficulty that is orchestrated and intended by god to be for our good and his glory And so the fourth thing that I would say that I wanted to highlight or caveat here is that it will minister to you first. After, after you go ahead and you go about listening and go about learning and you, and you, you know, so you stop fighting long enough to see what it is God is trying to say to you, it will minister to you and you will be blessed from, from just the experience of it. And it'll change you. It'll change you. It'll change the way you see the world. It'll, it'll change the way you do life. It, it, but it ultimately is changing the way you're going to handle the thing you're praying for. This is the preparation. And this is what it looks like for him to prepare us and not just prepare the room. And so it'll minister to you first is that, is that, that caveat. But the next one is that it will minister to someone else later. Being prepared for answered prayers can be tough. 
It can be really tough. It could make you second guess being used at all. It could make you second guess what you say that you want. But um, one thing that I have been, an idea, this thought that I have been holding on to since I would say the top of the year, or for, I guess that means the last month <laughs> that I've been holding on to, and that I've actually kept top of mind more often than not, is the idea of maintaining a made up mind maintaining a made-up mind I have posters I have wallpapers and they all say this maintaining a made-up mind one thing that I'm really good at is making a really strategic decision another thing that I'm really good at is unmaking that same decision in half the time because the pressure is too much because I'm frustrated by the process because the experience isn't what I thought it was going to be it's not as easy it's not as glamorous it's not as fun there's too much suffering and I will unmake a decision so fast it's shocking because I, I would have hung my hat on the same decision a month ago. But I think in in saying you want things in prayer and being willing to be refined in the process so that you could be fit for what it is that you prayed for, I think that it's going to take some courage to decide you don't want to disown this prayer to say, you know what, God, never mind. Never, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I Actually, here is fine. I think it's going to take some courage. I think it's going to take some commitment. I think it's going to take some belief. But I think more than anything, I think it's going to take trust in God and, and understanding that he is good and he does good. And what he does is good for us. And I think keeping that in mind makes it really easy to hold on to, you know, the the things we said we wanted, the things that he he gave our spirit an appetite for so that we might come seeking it for ourselves and be willing to submit ourselves for the good and for his glory. I think being willing to keep a main, maintain a made up mind to, to be willing to be immovable but to be flexible and to be agile, but to be committed yet and still, I think that that's going to take courage and commitment. And I think the thing about answered prayers is there is a question. It's not about just what you can have. It's, it's a question about what you get to become. And that is the aspect of preparing for answered prayers that I wanted to acknowledge because I know how difficult it can get I get how frustrating it can get how scary it can even get sometimes and yes it can be all of those things and still be good and still be good and he can do all of these things and still be sovereign and I wanted to acknowledge that for those of us who are committed to the things we wrote down who are committed to the things that we are seeking God for who are committed to things that he gave us an appetite to desire and gave us permission to pursue. And so if that is the case, you know, like helping, asking the Lord to help you keep your feet planted, to help you keep your eyes on the ball, like that's going to be a big deal. Every once in, not even every once in a while, at least at this point, every other day, I am asking the Lord, I'm like, hey, I'm not, I don't have the right perspective on this. Show me where to rest my gaze. So that I know what I must see. So I put myself in a position to to consider this well, to prioritize this well, to think of it well. 
and from there my feet then they're less, they're less shaky they they less ready to break out into a sprint and get out of here because i figured out how to how to stick and stay with his help with his power with his might and so i wanted to to share that to bring that to the conversation to to bring that to the table for those of us who are still who are still standing by the things we prayed for and who are continuing to bring it to god and to to seek so that we can become fit for it and are realizing there's process involved. And so I hope this has helped. I hope this felt like a resource. And until next time. And that concludes another episode of the Kingdom Talks podcast. I hope the conversation today gave you the perspective that you needed to hear. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. You can also find me on threads and Instagram at Zania Eblue. Thank you for joining the conversation.